0: You're listening to the Dear Billionaire Podcast, an honest conversation about attracting and retaining world-class household staff. So whether you're a millionaire or a billionaire, new money or old, if you already have a house manager and estate manager, or you're thinking about hiring one, you'll better understand how to be a good employer to find and retain trusted world-class staff, why you should care more about the people working inside of your home, and how to turn over the reins of making. Management of your most valuable assets. I'm Kelly Ford Dixon. I was an estate manager for some of the wealthiest families in the world and am currently a luxury home management consultant. I'll be sharing some wisdom from other service professionals that may help improve the enjoyment of your amazingly complex life. So hello and welcome. In last week's episode, I talked about getting the service you want from your household staff, but this week I want to focus on getting your contractors on board. Now I've been on properties before where the contractors knew a whole lot more about the mechanical systems than I knew, and they want to hold this information very tight to their chest. Meaning this is their job security or contract security in keeping you on board with their services. Well, I would say that we need to take the power back. One, you as a homeowner need the power and control over the mechanical systems. So just record keeping alone needs to be kind of at the forefront of your minds or at your house manager's minds. You need to know the tricky situations that keep your HVAC system running, your refrigeration and mechanical equipment related to any any technology, home theater, uh, certainly your security and uh, smart home systems, All of those things need to be known to you so that if you wanted to uh, switch contractors, you have enough information to bid the work with someone else. And the best way to do this is to collect uh, two years of past service records, any sort of special parts, where those parts get ordered, And remember, this is your house system. Uh, You have the right to know (laughs) how to keep things running smoothly, and you need to put this responsibility on your contractors to say you must share this information. So I've walked onto properties before where the contractors arrived when they wanted to put whatever staff they wanted to on the property um, i didn't necessarily even know that they were there uh, i certainly didn't know many of them weren't um, wearing company logoed apparel so i didn't know which project they were working on and when you're running large estates you can oftentimes have multiple contractors on site but I walked into the kitchen one day and I saw a couple of guys chatting in leaning up against the kitchen sink. And I said, hey, what's going on? We'll come to find out they were the landscape contractors. They shouldn't have even been inside the house. They were getting a drink of water. I guess they decided to, they were intrigued with the interior of the house and they'd give themselves a tour. This is a big no-no <laughs> in my book and certainly uh, you would be mortified to think that they might be taking pictures, they might be um, sharing information with anybody that it's not appropriate to share with. So I wrote up a documentation a document called the Contractor's Memorandum of Understanding. So remember last week we talked about the Staff Memorandum of Understanding. This is the document that you are going to have every single contractor sign that says this is how you will be successful working at this property and this is what pleases me. This is what it's going to take to be successful to get paid on time and to minimize the impact of their work on your household staff. So uh, just right off the top of the head I call this the white glove service providers. Now realize, and in some areas of the United States or anywhere, you can't be picky. If there's an electrician that's available who's familiar with your systems, you've got to play this game. However, if you're in larger markets and you have an opportunity to bid one contractor against another, and you have high risk. So um, that's pretty much anybody who might be listening to this podcast. You want to minimize that risk. You want to minimize the risk of um, when controlling who steps onto your property to how they act to minimize impact on your property and to minimize any type of accidents or uh, injuries. So, I like to start out, and I'm going to call this um, on this document Office Administration Communication and Safety. Really, this is all about communication and getting contractors to return your text and emails promptly, especially if you're an estate manager and you need prompt service. You need to know that they're gonna step up and meet your needs or you've gotta call someone else to get those needs met. Again, this is high stakes. This is um, in the world where when an HVAC unit goes out in the middle of July in the dining room where the priceless paintings are, It's not okay to let that sit for a week unserviced. Uh, We need timely billing and correspondence related to um, any type of job uh, reports, any type of billing, any type of billing questions. You want to outline that and it's best if you can work with a contractor with full-time office support. Otherwise, you're relying on a guy Uh, on a guy in a truck trying to work out of his office and again in many markets this is all that you've got to work with but in the long run a more professional service is going to be a better fit for you you also want to approve any change orders or contracts and you want to make sure they show up with a contract in their hands so that they know what they're doing. They may not have uh, prepared that proposal or contract, and so if they don't show up with that, they're likely gonna get the scope of services wrong and not understand and be as efficient as they need to with the work that needs to be done that day. Certainly, you want them to um, supply their copies of their license, their insurance, their workers comp certificates, and you need to make sure that you are notified when those expiration dates um, come up so that you can get a new certificate on your um, calendar and in your files. Um, They need to understand that they need to be in compliance with every single construction law, state or federal, regarding OSHA, regarding state license board, uh, anything related to um, construction permitting is on them and I can't believe that we're stating this, but that is um, a responsibility of them, not you. And then I always require that their staff, their employees show up in uniformed logo apparel so that I know who's supposed to be working on what. I want their trucks to be lo- uh, like logo um, identified and I want them to be able to have an English speaking supervisor on the property while the workers are there. So I don't have to stand there and supervise them. And then at the very highest level, I want them to have a written safety and drug program outlined for their staff. Um, This puts the onus on them. Again, they know how to warm up, they know how to lift heavy items, they know that they can't show up under the influence, etc. We talked about there's a segment here on this document called Supervisors and Staff. Uh, We want a daily work report. I want to know who showed up on their team, What did they do that day? Are they 100% complete with their work? And is there a part on order that we're waiting for? And when do they expect to come back? Every time they leave the property, they should drop this off at the estate manager's office, stick it in the mailbox, leave it with security or whatever. But you should know every single day what they worked on, are they coming back and why. Uh, You'll want to have one point of contact of project management. If it's not the field supervisor, it should be a sales representative or account manager who checks in with you weekly, especially for ongoing projects, and gives you an update of where everybody is, are they on budget, you're reviewing contracts and making sure everybody's um, on board with the same type of information. Uh, You'll also want to require that their company conform to safety guidelines and that means providing personal protection for all of their workers as in eye protection, gloves, appropriate footwear eye, ear, and head protection. I can't tell you how many times I've seen guys using weed eaters or saws or um, any type of cutting tool where they don't have eye protection. And again, I ask them to leave the property as not being safe. I call their supervisor and let them know that they are not following um, OSHA requirements. So Um, And again, this will hold up their payment if they can't become compliant with the most basic construction law. Um, I also require that they be fragrance-free. And that's the good fragrance and the bad (laughs) fragrance. Um, Again, they're working in a principal's home. I manage them and this is something that can become a problem it just stated in this document and let everybody aware of the sensitivity of this type of work certainly they're going to have non-disclosure agreements but they need to share that non-disclosure agreement terms and conditions those terms and conditions with their staff Um, and that has to do with site photography um, not being or being somewhere in an area of the house or the property where they're not working, that's not allowed. Um, Regarding site work, stipulate which work areas or which work hours are appropriate at your property. When the principal wasn't um, in residence, I often have had contractors want to show up at seven o'clock in the morning and start their work early. However, my household staff didn't show up until eight, they left at five and I needed the contractors to wrap up by four. So they had adequate time to clean up after their work and I could do a full property sweep so that I could be assured that the property was clean and tidy before I left. For that day. So it and I don't want any contractors on the property before my household staff shows up. I just I don't want them working unsupervised. I don't want anybody um, letting themselves onto the property without some representative from the principal being there. Uh, they must have an appointment, and it they can't just randomly show up when their day ends early on another property. Um, all of the contracts and change orders should include signatures on them and the paperwork needs to be on site with them at all times i also want them to do proper property protection and this means even under their vehicles Um, i don't want to employ my staff to clean up after them and that's. Oil leaks on the driveway. You know, um, any sort of dirty equipment causing my staff additional work. So they need to clean up after themselves and use property protection measures to ensure that that is minimized. Um, there's many <laughs> other really nitpicky details, and I can't tell you how many times I've walked into. Um, the owner's bedroom where someone is working on the phone system and they're sitting on the bed, the bed in which the housekeeper just painstakingly changed the sheets and (laughs) made the bed and it's in this pristine hotel presentation mode and then somebody just decides to plop down with their dirty pants on the bedding. Not okay. Uh, The same is true for moving anything through the property inside regarding a ladder or heavy equipment, we always require that two people or more are using or moving that material through the property at any one time just to minimize the amount of damage that can happen with heavy or large equipment. Uh, I request that they minimize their phone calls while they're on the property. Certainly never um, in front of the principal, although for the most part I never had a contractor on the property when the principal was there. Always after um, they left would they be allowed back onto the property. Um, I always want my contractors to use their own equipment and supplies, never to borrow from from the homeowner or from other contractors. I've got a clause in there about profanity, aggressive language, demeaning language. I'm just saying that's not acceptable. We want this to be a professional work environment. And some contractors, depending on the size of their vehicle, are required to park off-site at the curb for whatever reason. Maybe there's a low-hanging tree limb that could be damaged, maybe just the weight on the driveway of their particular equipment and the stability of that concrete or hardscaping underneath. So we want to be cognizant about that. Um, On rare occasions, and I write this into my memorandum of understanding, If I have to cancel them at the last minute, let's say I don't know the principal's coming, they show up uh, at midnight the next morning, I'm becoming aware that everyone needs to be canceled. I'm text messaging them to say, I'm sorry, um, we can't allow you to work at the property today. I pay them a kill fee or a last-minute cancellation fee. I determine what that is. Uh, Everybody that worked at the properties that I managed knew that this was a possibility. It's a part of the conditions of doing work at this property for this particular principal. And it is painful for them to reschedule the whole entire crew to go someplace else that day. And oftentimes they don't have other clients permission to go to work that day. So it's possible that they're paying staff to show up and they don't have work that day. There should be an impact on the house that I manage, a financial impact to cancel at the last minute and just determine what's fair to them so that you don't lose them as a valued contractor. You wanna pay them for their time so that they can pay their staff to maybe go home that day, work in the shop or whatever. Um, and then I finally, I have a clause called accidents, conflicts, and misunderstandings. Let's clarify this. I don't wanna find out two months from now that somebody was injured on the property that I manage. It, you must state with them that they, must report any accidents, injuries, misunderstandings within 24 hours. I want pictures, I want an accident report, I wanna know witnesses about absolutely everything that happened on the property. That should be turned in actually at the end of each workday with their daily work report. And if there are misunderstandings, uh, I wanna know immediately. Is there a misunderstanding about contract terms and scope? Is there a misunderstanding about supervision, the work that's to be done, when it's supposed to be done? I I wanna know immediately so it doesn't fester. I want to protect the interest of my contractors. And the only way that I can do that is to understand what they may be unhappy about. Have they been paid? If not, I wanna be on that immediately. The best way to get work from your contractors is to pay them on time. And I don't mean in 30 days, I mean immediately. Because remember, this is a reciprocal relationship with your contractors. You want them to be able to feel appreciated, to feel compensated, and you're asking them to bend over backwards on numerous occasions and you want to do the same for them. You want to treat them the way you want them to treat you, and the best way to do that is pay them on time. Anyway, that's what I have today. I hope it's helpful information for you to get the service that you want from your contractors. Thank you for listening to the Dear Billionaire Podcast. Please check our show notes, find us on social media, and sign up for emails to receive promotions and notifications from Estate Management Systems about our house management systems and services. We also have a YouTube channel with past contents that may be of interest to you. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel to receive notices of our weekly topics. And lastly, I want to thank Leone Lawrence Van Sandwick. She is my editor, virtual assistant and all around smart woman that keeps things on track around here. And to the brilliant Paige Ray Creative for all of my brand development for all of my products and services. Thank you for listening.